This is episode number 83 on the Herpreneur Show. Today, I bring you Kylie Roberts, the founder of Alinta Bar. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Hello there, my goodness. I'm in Durian Bay at the moment doing this recording. We are away for a four-day getaway in the school holidays, and I'm sitting here red like a lobster. Do you know how that overcast sky makes you think that you can't get sunburnt? Well, I'm here to tell you you can. (laughs) So we're here for a couple of days, and then we come home to help some clients and some people in our convert club course. And then we take off for another two days and school holidays are brilliant because it makes you just stop and reconnect with your family and to be able to slow down. And I tell you what, wasn't the last school holidays hard, ladies? Come on, you remember them, right? We had homeschooling for two weeks beforehand. Then we had the school holidays. So our kids were home with us for four weeks in a row. And some of you ladies even more. Yeah. So it's just so nice to be able to plan those days and get away. And even if you think that you can't do it, do you know what? You just book it in and things happen. Things start to line up and you'll be able to move things around. Talking about making things line up, we had an incredible event last week with Fusion. It was our Convert Ladies Only Sales event. We had about 70 women in the room and I tell you what, I was in my prime from my old Herpreneur event show days and I'm feeling like I want to bring the Herpreneur show back out live. It was just so great to be in the room and just feel the energy of all these motivated, energized business women from the startup to the growth phase. It was just so great to be able to reconnect and be face-to-face with people again. Today, we have Kylie Roberts from Alinta Bar. Kylie Roberts is an incredible businesswoman. Kylie Roberts was one of the first to come on board with Endota Spa. And I would love to actually get Endota Spa on to find out their story, though she was actually one of the very first to take that license on, built the franchise like an incredible machine, and then decided to do something different and pivoted into Alinta Bar. We hear the whole story about her journey in entrepreneurship, some great learnings there, incredible businesswoman. Kylie Roberts loves business, loves learning and continually evolving. When you hear the interview, just know that she's a woman that does not lay back and just give up. She's a woman that continually strives forward. As Kylie's one of the co-founders of Alinta Bar, we actually go into the personal stuff about business relationships and how you get that to work because some of you girls might be thinking about joining forces and opening up a business with a friend or a mate and we talk about the importance and how it actually worked for her. Alinta Bar is going very strong with rapid growth of seven studios so far on the east side of Australia and continually growing. If you want to learn more about Alinta Bar, just scroll below and click the link. But without further ado, let me introduce you to Kylie Roberts. Can you tell us where in this beautiful land are you calling in from today? I'm in Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I used to go to Adelaide for sales training. So I had some clients down there and it is the most stunning place. Actually, it reminds me of the Blue Mountains. Just all the beautiful. It is a very pretty, very pretty. 
Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. So before we dive into your entrepreneurial story, because you have a killer story, I can imagine. You've got Endota spas, you've got Alinta um, bar classes, but I would love just to start because everyone's probably going, what the heck is bar if they haven't done it? I haven't done it, but I do love to dance and it's still on my hit list to do. So can you just tell us what bar class is? What's a bar class? Yeah, sure. So um, it's actually, even though we use ballet technique, it's actually not dancing. So it's oh, a fitness class. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's a bit of a, yeah. So it's a fitness class you, which uses Pilates, yoga, and ballet technique uh, using the ballet bar. Okay. But it's not a, like the, the first question people always ask is, I'm uncoordinated, I've never danced, can I do it? Yeah, where I'll be like, I can kill bar. it, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I'll no. be dying of pain. <laughs> well, you can dance, but <laughs> um, yeah, but you don't have to be coordinated to do it. Wow, I did not know. And that. it's tough. It's really now, challenging. I was about to say, so, if it's a combination of those three things, what? Actually, you mm. said Pilates, yoga, and ballet. So, like the leg strength, the core strength. My inner thighs are just melting right now, just thinking. I'm sort of just standing there in a good posture. Yes, yes, totally. No, it's um, it's you. It, to me, it's like when you go skiing, yeah. and you know, you use all these muscles that you don't use in everyday life, and you the next day you feel it, right? You can't get down those stairs. Bar is very similar to that. So wow. there's muscles that you're just like, whoa! I did not know that was still there. Wow. Yeah, okay. I think a lot of last days know if we've done like a, a pump class or, or training session with a personal trainer, with you know, you're going to sit down on yeah. the toilet and those legs kill. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love for us just to first dive into, before Aline Tabar came around, who were you? Give us some context of who you were before all this happened. Sure, sure. So... I danced all my life, so that's where the, you know, my love of ballet comes to. But um, once I was uh, in adulthood, I worked in large corporates in Melbourne and worked in marketing and branding. So my passion was really branding, and that's what I loved doing. And But after doing that for about 10 years, realised I didn't want to work for the man anymore and um, really started to get that itch of wanting to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. And by this stage, I moved to Adelaide. And, you know, Adelaide was really different from Melbourne and so that kind of urge became even greater once I got here. And um, one day I was um, going for a day spa and there's no day – at that point in time, this is 20 years ago, there was no day spas in Adelaide. And I just couldn't believe it because, you know, that was so popular in Melbourne and, you know, I was very fond of a massage and facial. And, um <laughs> Exactly. I'm a female, right? And, um, and yeah, there's no day signs. So, you know, after thinking, what, what am I going to do? So really, even though I knew I wanted to do something for myself, I didn't really know what I wanted that to be and what it looked like. And that was my opportunity. Yeah. What made and you move so, to Adelaide? What was, what was the journey from Melbourne to Adelaide? What was the, was it? It was for love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was about to <laughs> yes, guess that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So up and, the whole life um, for love and now trying to rebuild it. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And, yeah, so, so no day spas and so I thought this is our opportunity. There's a gap in the market here. I know in Melbourne they're so, so popular and um, we're not here. And um, it's a bit of a crazy story. I was reading the paper, you know, 20 years ago, as you used to do, <laughs> and um, I had this sort of voice in my head that said, 
go and look at the business partnership section, which is not somewhere I would ever normally read in the paper. And um, there was an ad friend Dota, and the rest was history. And you know, met the girls that founded it, and yeah, been with them ever since. And so, what was the ad? The ad was for looking for a franchise or for a franchisee. Franchisee, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, um, you know, I had no experience in franchising at that time. And um, and because I didn't have those skills, mm-hmm. um, I felt at that point in my life that I really needed to partner with someone that had those skills. So because when you start to sit down and go, well, how do I price this? How do I come up with treatments? You know, it felt very outside my comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. The good thing with a franchise is you get in the business in a box in many ways. You've got the the proof of concept. You've got a brand like Indota is such a beautiful brand. So it's a you've already got that brand recognition and you've got that support behind you. So I can imagine, you know, stepping into entrepreneurship, it sometimes can be a very safe move in many ways as well. How old were you at this Absolutely. stage? Yes, I was um, just thirty. Wow! So, um, and it was it was a great time because it was very small back then. So they had four stars back then. So they were very very at the beginning of their journey as well. So what you see today and what was back then, you know. Um, World apart, and yeah. I was their first marketing manager. So I, you know, bought into the franchise and also did the marketing for them. So that was great because I could, so, you know, I could mix my two skills. While you were setting up a business, you just like threw some more fuel on the fire. So what made you choose yeah. the very first site? Like, what what made you choose that location? What was that first site that you actually had? Yeah, we were lucky. Um, the it was in Rundle Street, which at that point in time in Adelaide was the spot to be, yeah. and um, lots of gorgeous little boutiques and so on. And um, we looked at a range of different sites, and with you know no experience really in looking for sites at that point in time, and um, we met with um, the owner of most of the shops in Rundle Street, and it you know um, they had the perfect site for us, and it was just meant to be, and that was an amazing first business for us we enjoyed being there for a long time and uh, we don't have it there anymore but it was yeah it was a great great spot so it was a good choice and so how many do you actually own now how many do you have as a franchise yes so now I have just two. Yeah, so we've bought and sold many for years. years yeah <laughs> and now yeah we just have two yeah so you've actually flipped them as well so you've bought them we have put the team in I've done brand yes I've, I've done, done whole gamut yeah, yeah, with Endota. Um, so I bought into the franchise all group at a period of time. I developed their skincare line for a period of time. I, we bought a number of spas and got rid of the spas. <laughs> well, not got rid of them, sorry, that's not the right word. Sold them. And, um, yeah, so we've had a, you know, quite a long journey and had lots of different, you know, um, things happen over those, you know, it's been 17 years. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, so, you know, if I was to say what have you learnt from having you know been a part of Indota you've learned not just every side of the business but also which is a bit different like the whole product production because we could do product Mm. production as an entrepreneur as a consultant because you might create training videos or do you know what I mean but you're actually talking about the stuff that people actually will put on their face like that's just incredible wow yeah Yeah, it's been been an amazing experience and I've learned so, so much. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was in my office because this actually room records better. This is my husband's office. So my room's downstairs. Right. It's very echoey. So as many times it as is, I can yeah, do yeah. my interviewing, I'll try and get in here. So um, 
But I actually just went to Indota and I just bought their beautiful lamp. It was just stunning. It's like this lamp oh. has got these dots on it. I said, where did you buy that lamp from? She goes, we sell them here. And I was like, I'm getting one for my office. <laughs> did you get a diffuser or a lamp? I got the lamp. I got the lamp. It's oh, you get the diffuser. Yeah, that's what she actually said. So I was <laughs> like, okay, one thing at a time. It has the lights as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I honestly, my room's so chockers at the moment with all the pretty things. I was like, where should I? And I was, thinking, I was actually on off just my bedroom. <laughs> Now, I would love to know the journey then, what happened for you to be able to then change gears and go, let's create a women's health and fitness studio. Let's create bar. Let's bring bar to not even just South Australia. You've actually grown it, obviously, to different states now Mm. on the east side. Um, Take take us through the moment that you decided to go through and, and create Alinta. Yeah, so I think I got to a point with Endota where I felt like I was, um, you know, I was ready for another challenge and um, I knew that I wanted to do it in an experiential brand again because that's what I had loved and that's what I knew. And um, at that point in time, so we were talking like sort of, you know, um, 2012 around there, Similar, very similar to our experience with Endota, there was no, um, when you went to a fitness, you know, to a fitness class at that point in time, they really what you went and did it in church hall, you went and did it in a big box gym, and that was really the only options that you had. Yeah. And there was no way that you went and had a great experience, um, you know, like you do at Endota. Mm-hmm. And we thought, what about if we could create these beautiful studios that, you know, like you have when you go and have a facial or massage, but you go into a fitness class. Yeah. And that's really where it all came from. Mm-hmm. And so we knew the wellness space and we knew um, – how to create a beautiful experience. So we sort of applied that knowledge that we already had to this new business and um, Bile was just starting in Australia at that time and was hugely popular in the US and, and the UK. So um, we felt and, and and we loved it as a form of exercise. So all those kind of uh, pieces fitted into the puzzle. Mm. What was the teething stages that you, you went through in that, that startup phase? Because we all go through this. <laughs> stage and yeah some things you just don't yeah, even, yeah. you don't even realize can happen until it happens what was some of the yeah. stages that you guys experienced or was it all smooth sailing <laughs> no definitely not no <laughs> i remember our biggest issue was that we had bought a domain through a us um, provider mm-hmm. and for some reason they locked our domain the day before we were about to launch so that was just like such a that was a massive issue like we're literally about to start classes the following day and they yeah. locked down to mine so that that was yeah you know, so things like that that you just yeah. do not expect yeah you don't yeah. happen you like you couldn't write about it if you tried it's like it just has to happen no. and you go wow <laughs> yeah yeah and did you do right, pre-sales right. at all like before you opened we did you pre-sale memberships beforehand or did you just go in pretty much open the doors yeah, look, with that studio, um, we pretty much opened the doors. Um, I mean, we, did, we, we did some pre, you know, um, pre-promotion. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
but we were pretty green, really, in hindsight. We sort of thought, oh, we've done donuts. We know what we're on about. Um, you know, if I, <laughs> yeah. but I think the thing that we sort of, the model is quite different. We sort of probably didn't um, understand that well enough when we first started. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could learn and um, still learning today. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's what makes it interesting and fun, right? Yeah, yeah. And so now you've got how many, how many actual studios? Do you call them studios? What do you actually call them? Studios? Studios. Yeah. How yeah. many do you have now? We've, We've got, got seven. Seven. And they're from South yes. Australia, Victoria and Queensland. Is that what I saw? That's correct, yes. Yeah. And are they all owned by you guys or what's the company structure there? Are you licensed it or is it franchise? What What have you gone for there for the model? Yeah, so our plan initially when we first started was to franchise um, because we had um, a lot of experience in franchising and uh, my business partner, Claire, had um, even more experience in franchising. And um, so that was 100% our plan and we did go down that path. Mm -hmm. Um, And we still have – so today we're fully company-owned apart from one studio. um, And we went down the franchising path and then realised that we weren't really – enjoying it as much as we wanted to be. <laughs> She's putting so, this really nicely. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was funny because, you know, I had been in franchising ever since, you know, I had started with Endodo, but, um, yeah, just realised actually I actually prefer company owning and, um, and Claire I, I felt I was nervous to tell Claire that and she agreed with me and said, yeah, Let's do it. And so we kind of completely flipped what we were doing. Yeah. Which, you know, um, you know, which was an experience in itself, but uh, a good a good decision, I think, on our behalf. And we love working with our franchisee in Queensland. She's amazing. Um, so that's a really great relationship with the rest of the company owned. And what about um, your relationship with Claire? How did that start for the business side of things? Like, was it you both went in together? Like, how did that start? Because it's, you know, we know a lot of business yes. relationships don't work. Take us no, there. I'm not. And so Claire and I both own Endodus Bars. So she owns some Endodus Bars in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And um, we had both bought into the Endoda franchise group together. Um, so we're both working with the Endoda um, franchise all. So we became really good friends and really close through that process. Mm-hmm. So I knew her really well and I knew her skills and she knew mine. So then going into business partnership together was um, a bit of a no-brainer really. Yeah. And we've got very complementary skills. So it's a it's a great relationship because the stuff she loves doing, I hate and vice versa. So it goes well. <laughs> what's, what's, what's your skill set versus her? Who's got who's got the, the left brain bookkeeping numbers side of things? Who, who's that one? Yes. So <laughs> Claire is a is a negotiator slash finance person, uh-huh. and um, she, I had a conversation with our software provider the other day, and he said, "What person negotiated this contract for you, Mike?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's a roofer negotiator, so she's also had on the team, and um, yeah, and she loves doing that stuff, which I I don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> and what's your strength? What are your strengths? My strengths are more the the customer experience and the marketing side of side of the business, yeah. and you know design and so on. So, um, which she does a lot, so it's perfect. Yeah, beautiful. Question I haven't answered, but you sort of answered it in a way, which was how different is it for you when running both businesses? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you can expand on something like that? 
or yeah, sure. yeah let's just let's just go there and we'll see where the conversation goes because we really love to get a grab for you know for a video grab for social media sure. so you've got two different businesses now you've got indota spa and you've also got anlita bar what is the difference between these because i know they're both customer facing i know that they're with women but what are the differences that you notice now running two different you know two different completely different brands two different completely different products and services take us what the difference yeah, sure. is i think for me it's probably with endota i know it so well you know i've done it for 17 years and i can look at a pnl and very quickly say to you, that's $5 down, what's going on there. So straight on to it in terms of with the team, if the retail sales aren't at a certain level, we know that there's issues, we know which levers to pull. So for me, it's that's quite a simple business to run, you know. Um, whereas with the Alenta, because we're still creating and evolving, um, it's a much more difficult, much more um all-encompassing kind of business to run because you're constantly thinking up ideas and ways to to change it, to evolve it, to to create, to make it better. <laughs> so, you know, they're the two, two main differences, yeah. Because yeah. if you think about it, you've birthed this business where Endota yeah, is correct. a franchise, it's, as I was saying before, it's like a business in a box in the way where you've got the brand recognition, you've got the structure and you've been there for, what, 17 years? <laughs> So, you know, you've learned, you're like pretty much unconscious competence, right, in that business where this now, definitely it's like that's that's really interesting because you are, you're, you're learning something new about your baby every day and it's taking on its own personality, its own shape. Yeah, that's right, absolutely. Yeah. So it's exciting. You know, I love, you yeah. know, having that, you know, great idea when, you know, walking and think, oh, my gosh, we need to do this and, you know, creating out a new on-demand brand, which is me by Alenta. You know, it's fun. Yeah. I'm loving, you know, new branding and new look and, you know, new propositions. It's, it's fun. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing, though, and that is a big difference as well because, say, with a, a franchise, everything is structured. Really, pretty much can't do your own thing, right, where now you've got Correct. the beauty of the feminine in intuition, right? Because we're all, we're creative beings, and yeah, you get to go for that walk, get the download of an idea, and and run with it. That's that's that yeah. is a beautiful thing. You know, with, with that, with this new sub brand me by Alenta, I actually woke up one morning at one thirty a.m. and we were trying to come up with the name and and how to create it, and I just could not hit it and I get really frustrated myself when I just can't get to where I need to get to and I literally woke up at one thirty. it came to me and I got up and actually did a whole presentation <laughs> did the creative and everything and then like at 3am I went right okay I'm done and I woke up the next morning and thought what did I do did it make sense <laughs> and did it did it make sense by the time you got back and had a look at it yeah. yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hear, do you know, it's not a surprise because I do hear a lot of women say that their ideas do come, hit them around that, you know, yeah. two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm a really solid sleeper, so I was, that was very abnormal for me. <laughs> and what does Alinta mean? Like what, how did you get that name? Yeah, so um, it means to live a rewarding life in Sanskrit. Ah. Um, so I um, had come across a brand overseas with the name Alenta in it and just always thought it was very pretty. And then when the um, 
when I knew the meaning of it, um, it felt right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, there's, I've had a few discussions with people around whether, you know, it's not super easy to pronounce or am I pronouncing it correctly? And, you know, probably, you know, hindsight would I have done that again? I don't know, but I still love the brand. I still love the name. And, um it's, you know, it's, it's still pretty. I still think it's yeah. pretty. I still love saying it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Susie Batsy from uh, Poo the toilet spray, she talked yes. about resonance and how yes. important it is for you to resonate with the name. And we're talking about team before and how important it is for all the team to really resonate with everything that you're doing and being on board because that energy just you know, it's like a rocket ship for you. Yes, and yes. The, the funny thing is when I saw the name, I went Alinta, 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 and I thought I got it straight away. And then I jumped on here for our call and I thought I'll just check because I was doubting myself because I actually felt like it was yes. easy. I was like, maybe I've yes. got it wrong. <laughs> but I was going to write right. so I was like, I beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I know. We used to say it's like leaning on the bar, Alinta. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, look, I'd love to go deeper here and find out, you know, has there been a time in business where, you know, it's it's it was a tough time at the time and we all know that business is never, you know, a straight line. Has there been a time in the past that, you know, really tested you, made you stronger <laughs> now when you look back? <laughs> you can only join the dots when you look back now and go, oh, well, okay. Didn't like it at the time. Yes. Have you got somewhere um, yes. to share with us about that part of the journey? Yeah, sure. So, yes, there definitely has been some time. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do I choose? Um, so, yeah, look, there's, there's – I think the hardest thing for me has been um, there was a, a situation where I got blindsided by someone really close to me and that was really tough um, in some business dealings and – you know, it was quite devastating to be honest. But um, now you look back and it has has improved, and I learned from it, and definitely became stronger from it. And I think for me that my major learning was um, to trust my gut more. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you're in a situation where you feel, um, you know, it, it's quite a devastating situation. You know, my my go to is always to talk to lots of people and get feedback, and and that helps me work in my head what where, where should I go from here, and um and probably you know didn't trust myself enough to make those um choices or decisions, um and I think going through that process um it made me realise that I just need to trust my gut instinct, and ever since then I've you know I, I can distinctly remember a point where I thought I'm not going to not trust my gut and I'm going to stand in my truth mm. and I have stuck to that um, from that point of time. So that was a really big learning experience for me and, but, you know, would I want to go through it again? Probably not, but did I learn yeah. from it? Yeah, it was, um, yeah. it was a great learning experience. And then I think another one which is very now mm-hmm. is um, what we're going through now, you know, um, with COVID and yeah. Um, my husband and I have had a tough year. His his business burnt down in the bushfires at Christmas, and um, so we had that happen. And you know, at the time, I remember thinking to myself, "At least we've got my income." And COVID, <laughs> so and all our businesses had to close. You know, literally one day. It's actually my birthday. Would you believe on my birthday they announced we're closing? Um, you know, so 
but already I can see those things that yeah. um, have changed and, you know, how we work has changed and how um, we approach things has changed and I can see that in six or 12 months' time we'll look back and be thankful once again for the lessons. Will we want it to happen again? No. But can we learn from it? Absolutely. And are you guys open again now or are you still closed? So our studios in Melbourne are still closed. Oh, yes, of course, um, yeah. Mm. Yes, but um, yeah, we're open yeah. in Adelaide. And did you yeah. actually get to open for a couple of weeks in Melbourne and have to shut it down again? Is that what happened? Look, um, yes, you, you could open. Unfortunately for us, our studios are in the CBD in Melbourne mm-hmm. and um, there's no one working in the CBD. They're all home. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's working from home. So we were opening the week that they it's just it's it's absolutely horrific because when I saw I have a client in Melbourne she's just opened up this most beautiful studio um it's can't wait to go there it's like sucks your fat away pretty much all these amazing <laughs> fat melting machines and um you know, just invested so much trained the staff like Pete and I were there for just the whole journey of getting them set up and opens and then, you know, within three weeks shuts again. It's just it's just absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's interesting because, you know, you see women like yourself that have been in business and, you know, you've had such different skills in business. Do you know what I mean? It's not just running it. It's like how to bring money in, how to market it, the importance of brand. And I think that just shows the ones that really – could learn how to pivot like where this is a word that's pretty much overused now though it's what we all had to do which is what what can we do and in a moment you're sort of sitting there licking your wounds next minute like you know pick up your girl panties and you put them on and what were yeah. some of the things that you did to do that because obviously you know it's a business where you sweat I do pole dancing, <laughs> so there's the pole dancing oh, studios. Yeah. We're closed. <laughs> no yes, touching poles yes, with the sweat. Totally. What were some of the things that you actually did to pivot? Yeah, so we had an on-demand system that we had had. Um, I'll say launched because that's a bit over. <laughs> Could exaggerate, but we had you know um, launched like late last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so our plan, we had luckily already. They pulled together and filmed um, lots of classes and so on for people to use um, online. Mm -hmm. So we already had that in the bag, which was very lucky. So when, you know, when we were forced to close, we had that system ready to go. And then we added to it um, live classes, which I have to say I absolutely loved doing from home, you know, and um, wouldn't have expected that. But, you know, I did. And I think for a lot of people, they felt the same. It was like, oh, I can actually get a great workout at home. That's right. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah, sort of surprised. I, I surprised myself um, that I really enjoyed it versus going to the studio. So um, that has given us impetus to go, you know what, we're actually really good at this. And, um, you know, where can we move with this? And so we're super excitedly just about to release an upgraded system which will include um workouts and nutrition and community as the basis for it um so we can't wait to launch that um yeah very soon yeah and you know that's the beautiful thing about it isn't it when if you the ones that could weather the storm pretty quickly were the ones that were actually ready 
before it came up without realising, you know, and you're talking about intuition before about your gut feeling. Something led you there. Maybe it was feedback from clients. Maybe it was like how can we help them when they can't get in or, you know, some intuition actually created that last year, um, you know, and just helped you weather that storm. Um, But I'm really sorry about Mm. your husband's business. Do you mind me asking what, what type of business was it? Was it a bricks and mortar business obviously? Yeah. It was, yeah, so very different. So I've got the girly business and he's got the boy business. So his is a building materials business. Oh, my gosh. And that all went up in smokes. It did, That's yeah. And, and where is that now um, with being able to relaunch it, get it back out there? What's, what's sort of going on there in, in his world? Yeah, look, I think um, it's unlikely that he will um, restart that business as it was. He... Um, you know, he had been doing it for 20 years and um, it was a big, big yard <laughs> that was all gone. You know, you can't just replace that that overnight. Um, so, um, yeah, it's been a journey. And, um, heartbreaking. But he's, you know, yeah, heartbreaking, but we've got some exciting plans for the site and, um, you know, we're looking at uh, creating a food and wine hub and so it will be, it will be, um, yeah, a new stage for him and a new journey for him. Mm. I don't have this question planned, but it's just come to me. Has there any been ever had your best business piece of advice? Has there been a best piece of advice in business that just sort of plays in your head? Or and I know mm. this is off the cuff, but this has just come to me, so I'm just just asking it. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there. Look, I think I I think. Um, one thing someone said to me once, and I just thought um, I had never thought about it this way before, and they said to me, you've always got to make sure that your business is an antibiotic and not a vitamin. Um, and I thought that Because it mixes really the problem. It's not correct. selling. It's not a nice to have. It's, so it's not a nice to have. It needs to be something that is solving a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, and I think, you know, when thinking about business ideas and, you know, I'm all, you know, typical entrepreneur always looking at <laughs> different things. Yeah. And, yeah, and that really, uh, yeah, I thought that was a really cool way of looking at mm. is, is this a good idea for a yeah. business, you know? Yeah. That's, mm. I, I love that analogy because obviously I do sales training so it's always like, you know, we businesses are there to really solve problems. Like that's the best business people. I've never heard about the right. antibody to the vitamin. Absolutely love yeah. that. Well, the funny thing in life is I do everything to avoid antibiotics. Like I will just <laughs> essential oils, like vitamins, oh. nose rinses. But I love it in the terms of business because that's exactly what we do. Your business is more successful. And this is what I actually say to women is when your business is earning money, that shows how many people you're helping. Because the women that are scared, and not just women, just people that have a fear around making money and greed, and it's like understand if your business is making money, that's because you're changing lives. So yeah, yeah I love that antibiotic yeah. um, analogy. Yeah. Okay, let's dive into two pieces of advice that you would love to give to women. So we've got women on the show that are in startup. We've got other women that are pretty seasoned and they're just looking for that inspiration. They're always looking at growing and just like yourself, you know, what's next? What else can I do? What else can I conquer? Um, could you give a piece of advice for the startup first? She's more in the trenches, you know, it's in the harder stages. Sure. 
Yes, yeah. I think for me probably um, making sure you've got the right people on the bus is um, – a really important piece of advice because I think, you know, particularly if you're growing a team, um, if you have a terrorist in the team or, you know, the team's not gelling, it can really hamper in those early days your growth. Um, so I think that's really important. I think the other thing is to make sure, um, you know, where your focus goes, everything flows, you know. So when you're starting up, the most important thing is sales, you know, and, and getting those dollars through the door. So I think, you know, you just can't take your eye off that focus on the sales um, because, you know, if that's not your natural um, natural way to operate, it's, it can sometimes be hard, you know. You, yeah. If you're really comfortable developing products, you know, you, you spend 90% of your time developing the products and 10% on sales, you actually need to flip it and that, that can be hard when, you know, you're juggling lots of things. Mm. And that's true. It's, 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 you know, your business won't survive without it. And, no. and, you know, that's what business is about. It's, it's not just about breaking even. It's how do you make profit? Because, you know, you don't want to go into business and be able to make less than what you could as a wage with all the stress and all the extra hours that you have. Um, and yeah. I also I, love. So I used to say last, you don't want to be a volunteer in your own business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should write a book of quotes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And getting the right people on the bus as well because you were talking about the, what did you call it, the terrorists, where I say, you know, it's, it's cancer, they're cancerous. It's just it's yeah. having that great yeah. vibe. So you would have learned a lot about hiring, right? And, yeah, and what, right. trust in your gut? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I think, gut. you know, you know, with the spiders, we're obviously, you know, and, and Alento, they're staff-intensive businesses. Mm. Um, and, um yeah. Yeah, I think that if the team culture is not right, it really impacts the performance of the business. So it's important to have the team and to, you know, to have their trust and for to them to understand where you all are heading together. Love that. All right, a piece of advice for the seasoned entrepreneur. She's ready to go for a, a brand new level, up level, expand. What's something that you'd love to pass on to her? As yeah. A I think the thing that I have found the most useful for me has been having a strong a strong network. Mm-hmm. So I joined a group um, in Adelaide called the Entrepreneurs' Organisation very early on and um, the, the most amazing part of that experience was that we were all entrepreneurs, all you know, at very different stages, some much more successful, some, you know, smaller businesses, but being able to workshop and discuss um, your problems, your successes um, monthly mm-hmm. and be very open with each other. There's a, uh, there was a, a, a cloud of confidentiality as part of that, that organisation and, you know, that just supported me through the good and the, and the bad times. So um, I think having that support where particularly you know, I, I'm in business partnerships for both my businesses but if you're by yourself it can be lonely yeah. and, you know, having been able to um, share and, and learn um, yeah. was massive for me, my growth as, and learning about business. Mm, love that. Love to finish this interview with this final question. It might okay. be what I think it is, but let's just ask it anyway. What's the <laughs> one thing that you do on a very regular basis, has to be at least weekly, that you know if you were to do this physical activity, it makes you the happiest version of you? Uh, uh, yes, well, you don't, you don't need to ask that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think you know, probably there's two. One is is during bar because because I grew up dancing, um, and even though it's not dancing for me, when I get in there and the ballet bars there, it just has such beautiful, beautiful memories for me. Um, and the second thing I love is walking my boys to to school, um, and for me that's a really precious time because they talk to me and chat and you have conversations that you just don't have when you're at home. So, you know, I think those two things are are precious. Yeah, and that is so beautiful. Like for this morning, I will always drop my son off to school or Peter and we just love to be able to get out of the car. They've got kiss and drive where you can just drop them off. But for me, I always have to remind myself, doesn't matter if I need to be back for, say, an interview, I'll always just go, it's three minutes to get out of the car. Mm. And to be present and I'm not going to have that for long where he'll want to walk with me and hold my hand. No, totally. My my twins are eight now and even this morning I'm trying to give them a kiss. (laughs) And they're like, oh, whatever. (laughs) So (laughs) Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, look, thank you so much, Kylie, for sharing your genius today and your story. And uh, we wish you all the best with Alinta Bar. And um, let's hope that COVID starts to get under control again and you can open up your studios and be able to hug those women and give them big kisses and break all the rules to with COVID so we can just get more, you know, in touch with each other again. You know, it's a beautiful business that you do. You know, you're empowering women and um, just keeping that connection there. So thank you so much for all your genius and um, can't wait to keep the journey and see what happens. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.